Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. For fans, by fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. You know, you know Josh has become one of those people I hate on Twitter now. Right uh, there. Just now? He's he started. did something. This is like my ultimate you know the, pet You know peeve. the show hasn't even started yet. <laughs> this is my ultimate pet peeve. What did I do? Should I save for the show? There is one thing. Josh, what did you do recently that's one of the most annoying things anyone ever does on Twitter? On Twitter? Yeah. I don't, I don't even remember the last time I posted on Twitter. Okay, you posted I, over the weekend. Over the weekend? Yeah. He, here's what Josh did. Is it something that my phone's tied to something? No. Josh, someone sat, sat, sat on a tweet. And then obviously this person like maybe there was a grammatical error oh, oh, or regret it. I sent a so screenshot. So he deleted the tweet. And oh, Josh yeah, yeah. did a screenshot of the guy's tweet oh, yeah. which he yeah, deleted. Yeah. If someone wants to delete their tweet, you shouldn't bring it back up. No, that's what the internet for. That's, that's a millennial no, move. No, I don't like that at all. There's no deleting on the Because that happened with a uh, Rye guy, Ryan Blake. Uh, yeah. Somebody sent him an offensive tweet about the uh, Ellicott City flood being a first world problem. And then they save and have forever. There, but there are times the where I tweet out stupid stuff, and I'm like, ah, and then I hit the delete, and I have knuckleheads like Josh but, out there screenshotting it. But, <laughs> but I did not screenshot a deleted tweet. The guy who I tried to help a friend who couldn't see the tweet because he had been blocked by the That's person. That's not true, because I, uh. I follow the same guy, and he follows me. He deleted the tweet. Yeah, I thought it was deleted, too, because I couldn't Then how did I? I couldn't click because on it. Because I saw a guy saying, hey, I can't see it, and I said, I see it. So I clicked on it and took a screenshot. Because you must have not, like, refreshed your Twitter or something. Oh, I don't by know. The time. Came up there. But I, I don't like people who do that, who screenshot stuff. Because sometimes people tweet stupid things. It's like if I say something stupid, like Josh has said stupid things in the podcast before, like he wishes other players get hurt. <laughs> and what if someone, like, took a audio screenshot of Josh saying that, and then every time Josh says something, oh, remember this? <laughs> I wish for players to get hurt. <laughs> Be careful um, what you tweet. <laughs> yeah, it's all, people shouldn't take screenshots. People can, can say stupid things and delete their tweets. Can we play the theme song and then jump right back in where we're leaving off right now? <laughs> <laughs> Is anybody in the chat room really watching us to hear about the Orioles? I want to talk. I'm uh, waiting. All right, I, <laughs> I'm just I'm just starting the show. Go for it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're, we're still here. <laughs> we're sports fans. 
<laughs> Welcome to Section 336, Next Generation Modern Sports Talk. I am your nearly stuttering host, Matt Soroka. And I'm always, and as always, I'm joined by the guy who has more shady pictures on his phone than Anthony Weiner. <laughs> <laughs> the, the zany Burt Rohde. What up, 336ers? <laughs> that's only half, that's a half truth. <laughs> and I'm also joined by the guy who's right now, and he spends all his free time looking for offensive tweets that he can screenshot <laughs> and then use it to his advantage later. I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Soroka. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. I'm doing good. Good. How are you doing good? The Orioles suck. You can't be doing good. The rest of my life is going well. We all... Or are we gonna? When are we, is this where we're gonna st- go straight into our uh, recap and our Friday night text messages? <laughs> I'll yeah. do it if you guys do it. <laughs> All right, where where are we? Let me, let me pull up. All the right, let's, let's pull up our group text. This is from well, what Friday night. Friday night. We oh, should prefer this by. We had Oreo tickets. We did, and and I feel like we can't be the only people in this situation right now. Like I feel like people who listen to our show or are watching us live on Facebook Live might be able to relate they've to had, this conversation. They, they've had these conversations, too. We had tickets to the game Friday night against the Yankees at Camden uh, Yards. And I so, think, uh, Josh, you started it. Let's read our Or no, homes. Matt, you did. You said, is dad around? Oh, yeah, I said, is dad around for, for, for the game All tonight? All right, so this is 430. 430, 4.30 we got Friday. tickets at 7. <laughs> yeah, we game starts in two and a half hours. <laughs> is dad around for the game tonight? No, I just found out he isn't. He's still in the Outer Banks, right? No, they're on their way back from the Outer Banks, and now they're going to Dover. So, if he's skipping the game, that means we can skip it too, guilt-free, right? Joking, kind of. And this is where the conversation took a dark turn. Because <laughs> at this point, we're all we're, the game is set for seven. We're just doing logistics. I'm thinking if there's right. an extra ticket, who are we going to get the extra ticket to? Right. But then Bert takes it a different direction. <laughs> well, but, but then, Josh, yeah, what did you say? Well, here's the, I said I had the same thought. And as soon as I saw that message come in, I went, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what I did. There was a little pause after I said that. Matt took a while to respond, and while I was waiting for that, I texted four friends asking if they wanted to go with the extra <laughs> ticket. And I, and they all said no. And can you blame them? So, that, so then Matt responds. I, I, I say, yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Right. That's which, important. Which, dot, dot, dot. Right. Which means, I, I think that means I was being indecisive. I was just right. saying, yeah. <laughs> Let's see where this goes. Right. So I tried to be positive, tried to spin it all back around, saw us going into a real dark place, and I went with the, hey, we haven't seen Kashner yet. That's something. Yeah, and so that's a really positive, okay, it's back on. We're going at seven, it's back on. And then Bert responds. Well, because we've been to like five games, and four of them were Dylan Bundy. There's a lot of Dylan Bundy. Uh, So then I got really real. I said, (laughs) listen, if I'm being honest, the only reason I'd go tonight is because there was a ticket purchased for me. Not only are they, talking about the Orioles, are they terrible, but the yard, as in Camden Yards, will be filled with Yankees fans. Not my ideal Friday night, but that's okay, I guess. <laughs> I like how you, you leave it open, but I'm still leaving it up to one of you guys to make the call. It's going to be the worst right. night of my life, but that's okay, guys. <laughs> All right, so I, so I I might be ready to go after two innings if the Orioles look like the Orioles. Okay, so Josh went from excited to see Andrew Kashner to he's ready to go after two, two, two innings. So you're, you're working on Josh. Yeah, and I said, yeah, same. I'll go and I'll drink an overpriced beer. <laughs> Today could be a good night for the paper bags. And then I say, yeah, I would rather not go and make the drive, but I'm a team player. I gotta, I, I'm, a team, I'm a team player here, people. None of us are willing to make the call. Right. Team player. I, 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 I go out on that limb, and I say, should we just bail and not go? Now, now this is 5.15. It's now less than two hours until <laughs> the first pitch. That's the 45-minute conversation we've had so far, about 45 minutes. And yeah. I said, 
I'd be okay with that. I'd feel bad, but only for your dad's sake because he pays for the ticket. All right, I'm fine if we don't go. It sucks that they're already paid for, but nothing we can do about it now. So, two out of three vote no, Matt. And then I say, I'll follow your guy's lead. <laughs> Still pawning it off a little bit. Absolutely. The, the main reason I like to go is to spend time with Dad, so there, go, so there goes most of my incentive. I'm okay with no. Hey, but then when I get, we get positive, okay, so we're not going tonight. <laughs> tonight but, is underlined on my phone. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but I did transfer the tickets for the 12th, so we will go then. Perfect. I'll definitely go then. Me too. I'm pumped for the 12th. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pumped for a Dylan Bundy bobblehead. It'll fit nicely on this shelf previously occupied by Manny's bobblehead. <laughs> that, that was- uh, that was stupid. It's a little <laughs> inside baseball, inside it, section 336. Wait, the wait, conversations we have amongst each other. We haven't done a 336 theater in quite <laughs> a while. <laughs> yeah, that was that's as close as we've had in a long time. Um, but I think that's what a lot of people have gone through is I want to support the Orioles, but they're so bad. I cannot remember. We've watched ugly baseball. I cannot remember a time where I just did not really want to go to the yard. Yeah, that, that, this, that was really tough. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I... This is the ugliest baseball I've ever seen in Baltimore. Yeah. It's the most irritating team to watch. It's just, it's not fun. And I keep turning the TV on. <laughs> You're better than me then. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's it's to the point where it's gone from like, to, 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 to just like underachieving to it's historically bad now. And somehow the White Sox are keeping pace with us, are keeping pay, 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 pace with us as far as the worst team in baseball. Yeah. Which is amazing. The White Sox are just about as we are. So they must be just as hungry for that number one draft pick. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, and our defense isn't bad, our pitching has not been great, but the story is how atrocious this offense has been. And like this team is a couple years ago, we were in the playoffs. Yeah. And this is at its core a lot of the same players that just went to the playoffs a couple years ago. Yeah. So it's mind-boggling. It's still, like, it boggles my mind. All of a sudden, like, Adam Jones can't play the outfield anymore. Right. Jonathan Scope can't make a throw from second base. Like, everything is going insane. And it's just, it's one of those things, right, where where losing kind of begets losing and there's a lack of concentration well, now. And it just, it's just, it's, we're off the rails. It's 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 a dumpster fire. We used to, it's, it's the opposite of Oriole Magic. It's, every night is a different Bozo screw game we yeah. had Craig Gentry try to steal watch the Bozo happen with, with, with Machado at the plate and two guys on no outs yeah, yeah. That, that it made most, no sense in yeah. the bottom of the ninth right? yeah, yeah. Yes. with Manny Machado at the plate yeah your best player at the plate and you're trying to steal and why he still has a job has he been fired yet no he should have been cut that night he's he's 35 years old having the worst <laughs> season of his career and he'll probably play the most he'll probably have the most at bats he's on pace to have the most at bats he's ever had his career yeah why crazy. is this happening no, it's it, you can run that straight into the why are we considering bringing in Hanley Ramirez, an old guy who it, it, he's what, th- would, what, what yeah. would be the positive for bringing him in that he's going to get everyone so angry and disrupt this clubhouse because nothing else works. I mean, can 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 I make an argument on why I was a little bit excited about the Hanley sure, Ramirez possibility? Sure. What what can Hanley Ramirez do? Well, I thought maybe but, maybe besides he, just screwing with the Red Sox, he's got cool hair. He's got cool hair. A B, I thought maybe this means that the Orioles found a trade partner for Mark Trumbo. Because Hanley Ramirez will come play DH. So right. maybe this they found someone to pawn off Mark Trumbo on, and this is Mark Trumbo's replacement. 
That's what I had someone. That was my positive twist. <laughs> I I had someone messaging me on uh on Monday or Sunday saying, "Hey, well, we can bring in Hanley Ramirez and then Chris Davis can play third base because we suck at third base." And I straightened him out and said, "Well, if the if Chris Davis was open to playing third base, we could put Trumbo or Mancini at first base. What we really need is another first baseman." Yeah. Um Yeah, the but I mean with all that said, Henry Ramirez would be an upgrade over Chris Davis. Over, oh, well, yes. Over Mark Trumbo, too. Yeah. Yes. Ever being honest. But, but at what point is this team going to realize this season doesn't mean anything? And let's get ready for next year. Michael in the chat room mentioned that this team is just as bad as the 1988 team. Yep. In fact, this year's offense is scoring fewer runs per game than that I was going to say, did. this team is worse. Yeah. We're all on pace to do worse, yeah. It's bad. But we have the draft tonight. That's exciting. So We can all pretend what yeah. we knew about uh, the guy who was playing high school in Loretto, Tennessee. Don't worry. The Orioles are, have announced that they are going with the Ravens uh, plan. Trading their pick? Best, best man on the board. Oh. Doesn't matter position. Best oh. man available. I was hoping more like trading back and trading back up than drafting Lamar Jackson. Can, can, can actually the Orioles do that? <laughs> yeah, actually? right. Right. Is hey, there any position on the field that – they shouldn't take a guy. I think mean, at this point, they're not. There's not a certain position of maybe a second baseman, but or a, a first baseman. But no, I mean no. At this point, you you're bringing in 19 year olds. You draft any position. Sure. Yeah. I don't know the farm. Best system on the table enough. is best on the table, and yeah. that, that should be the Where, method for any baseball. Especially when pick, I would think if there's anything we've learned about the Orioles farm system, there's a lot of guys down there that doesn't mean they're ever going to come up. Right. Yeah, a couple of interesting things here. There is an interesting debate between college players versus high school players. And college players, I think, are like... Like a Kevin Gaussman. Have like 60% chance to make the majors, whereas high school is like 40%, which makes sense, right? Because right? they're closer, more well, developed. And, and college is supposed to... You're supposed to transition faster because you've already went through yeah, college as you're your older. Yes. Whereas the high school players, less chance to make the majors. But pure talent. Bigger upside. Bryce Harper, Manny Machado... You know the names. Jake Arrieta. Uh, was he actually? I, I don't know. know. I'm just trying to think of a name to, to throw out there. Also, like I would like to mention, I know the Orioles, everyone gives a hard time about the Orioles player development. Last year's draft, the past few years' drafts have been pretty good. Alec Wells? He was like two years ago, right? Last year, their first pick was a lefty called D.L. Hall. And D.L. Hall, right now for Delmarva, um, he started in, in eight games. He's got an ERA of 4.28, so he's not doing great, actually. But if you look at their other picks, Adam, well, their second-round pick, Adam Hall, I literally don't know what happened to him. But he was so they took D.L. Hall and Adam Hall? Yeah, and Adam Hall was a high school guy, so who knows where they, they hide these high school players. Um, but the, the guy after that, Zach Lothar, in the third round, and he is crushing it. He started in Delmarva, was caught up to Frederick, um, and so far in the minors this year, he's pitched in 35 innings. And he has 53 strikeouts. Like, that's dominant-type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 30-some innings. And the guy they drafted after that last year, Michael Bowman, again, was called up, started with Delmarva, called up to Frederick. And right now, he's pitched. He's 11-2 and two this year. I'm sorry. He's. I'm sorry. Let me re- rephrase that. He's 7-0 and in the minors this year with an ERA of 1.43. So he's another guy, Michael Bowman, who's dominant. Here's two pitchers we took. And they're both do- do- dominant in the majors. I mean, I'm sorry, in the minors. Um, the year before, in 2016, our first pick was Cody Sedlock. Cody Sedlock has been a bit of a bust. Mm-hmm. We're going to start talking with him and, and bust pretty soon here because he hasn't been good in the minors. Um, but the next pick is Keegan Aiken, 
Pete, you're starting to hear. If you haven't heard his name yet, yeah, I, I've been seeing him pop up on Keegan Twitter. Aiken, yeah, is the guy you're going to start hearing. He's having a dominant year at Bowie, a starter for Bowie, uh, left-handed, and a little bit late to to develop, but he's he's having a great year this year at Bowie. He has an ERA of two point seven three in eleven starts. Pretty impressive. In right. that same year, the guy before that, Matthias Dietz. Matthias Dietz is another guy who's dominant at Delmarva. Five and one, two point nine one ERA. Has more strikeouts than innings pitched. The other guy in that draft, Austin Hayes. Ever heard of him? So that was two years ago. That was a really good draft. The year before that, first two picks, DJ Stewart, who now is, if he wasn't on the DL, I think he might have been up here by now. But he was just recently put on the on the on the disabled list. The guy after that was Ryan Mountcastle, who we all know. Ryan Mountcastle is, is they have high hopes for him. So my whole point is the past three years, despite not having high picks, there's some we see these guys having a lot of success in the minor leagues. And so I'm actually encouraged by by kind of where the Orioles are um, and what they're doing. Uh, the other exciting thing is this is the eleventh pick is the highest pick we've had since, I want to say, 2012. Um, when we drafted, when did we draft uh, Kevin Gossman? Yeah, in, in, in 2012. Wait, we drafted Gossman in 2012? Yeah. All right. You want to know something that's crazy? I didn't. I thought Gossman's been around a little longer than that. So he wasn't part of that 2012 team. He's one that came yeah. up fairly quickly, right? But he, he did. He was a college player. player. Yeah, he, he ran right through. But he was a number four overall pick. You know what's crazy, though? When was Hunter Harvey? I, I couldn't believe this. When was Hunter Harvey drafted? Uh, 2013. Yeah, he was 2013. I thought he was like 2015. Yeah, but he's, he, he's been in the system for a long time. He's had uh, he's had those arm injuries. Yeah, he, he has. He has. What's also crazy is I was just looking back at all these past drafts. Manny Machado was draft number three overall. That was of course that the, the same year that the easy number one pick was Bryce Harper, of course. Right. And um, the guy who was drafted in between there was a the guy for the Pirates, just uh, McCutcheon. No, it was this this pitcher? Um. Gotta look up his name now, like Jamie Tallison or something. Um, I don't have right. It in front well, of me. it shows but, you right how much of a crapshoot it is. Yeah, but but they 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 probably kicking themselves. Pittsburgh, oh man, right that they could have had Machado. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we, we're, they still might get Machado. We're gonna do this all the time. Like someone's gonna be drafted n- number fifteen or something. It's gonna turn into be an all star. We're gonna be like, ah, we could have that guy. Right. Um. But recent history shows that we've been doing a really good job. I read a. John Mioli had a really good article about Zach Lothar because Zach, Zach Lothar, the guy who's, who has you know a ton of strikeouts, is dominating. Right. Apparently, he only throws in the low 90s. But the Orioles... What's he, a knuckleballer? No. Apparently, and the Orioles did this... Uh, I got to look up the article by John Mioli. But they had some kind of stat cast, some type of stat um, sabermetrics on this guy that even Zach Lothar didn't have on himself. Like, they didn't keep this at Xavier where he pitched. And so... Um, but the Orioles had this kind of, you know, sabermetrics thing. Right. And it turns out that his release point, and this is a new thing that they track now, his release point is really close to the mound. So it seems like the ball's coming a lot faster because he's releasing it close to the mound. Kind of the anti-Andrew Kashner who releases it, like, behind his head. Right. Um, <laughs> this guy releases it so close to, to, to the mound that it looks a lot faster than, that, that, than, than it really is. Um, so there has been a lot of talk in that article and other articles I've read that sabermetrics and these other stat forms um, have become a lot more important to the Orioles organization. And maybe it's showing up because you see a lot of these pitchers, and they did, they've they drafted, like I was telling you, those in 2016, um, the, the, the top three pit, uh, picks were, were, were pitchers. 
Um, well, and it it has to be last year. Three, uh, four of the top three were, were pitchers. Yeah, you, you've got to when you've got all of this data flooded in now that that you can analyze. You've got to take it into account somewhat. Yeah, and they are because sometimes Orioles say no, they're they're clueless. But no, like they're they're taking in all this data, um, and 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 maybe that it doesn't drive all their decision making, but it's certainly a factor. There's some nerds in the in the front office. <laughs> Don't yeah, worry, some, somewhere in there, down in the Thank basement. Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so we'll see what we'll see what what they do in the draft. But I'm I'm actually optimistic, and I, I like having a number eleven pick. It's pretty high. And next year we'll have an even high, even higher. Right, pick. next year we get like number one, right? Uh, well, it's only us in the White Sox. <laughs> this right. going at it. Um, but it's 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 interesting to it's interesting to see because the way the Orioles are playing, I find myself more and more. I don't know if you guys do this, but I find myself more and more like listening to minor league broadcasts or watching minor league bo- bo- the, the box scores, reading more articles about the minor leagues because that that's what we have to focus yeah. on. Sure. And I think also when you watch the Orioles and uh, when they look like they just don't care and aren't trying, it makes me want to go watch a game in Bowie and see guys who are really trying hard. Yeah. And you might, and I wonder how much they'll take into account the the young pitchers pitching this year like Keegan Aking's success at Bowie, um, and if that will drive what they do at the trade deadline, because I could make an argument that Kevin Gossman, uh, a couple years left in the deal, but Kevin Gossman could be a guy where you look at kind of Ke- Keegan Aiken and David Hess and Hunter right. Harvey, see all this next crop of young pitchers who are in Bowie right now or in the majors like David Hess, and say, hey, we could do without a guy like Kevin Gossman. And I feel like that's a, a guy that could perform really highly for someone else. So someone would be willing to pay us a good amount for him and a guy that we could let go knowing we have other guys that could right. take his place. Right. And that's where it drives me crazy that there's so much indecisiveness right now in the front office. Yeah. That, that I want, I don't, I, I'm, I like the Enduket. I'm fine if the Enduket stays another five years. Me, me too. I just want them to, decide and sign these guys so these guys can start planning out for five years. Yeah, because here here's the decision that you have to make. And this is and people say I don't know why you have to wait till Memorial Day, this team sucks. Um but here's what you really need to decide. How much Right does this team suck? Yeah, like what retool rebuild. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and like what does that mean? Because if if I was the Orioles, here was what I would do. I was thinking about this. Here's what I would do. Alright, you're the Orioles. I'm in charge now. The first thing I bring in my crack team, I bring in you guys. Mm-hmm. I even call up people I hate. Like I call that Jake from Bird's Eye View because I need <laughs> some right. nerds. Yeah. And I'm not letting that get in the way. I'm, I'm calling up, uh, I can't stand Matt Kremenser on Twitter. I'm calling Hen up. I tell you I, what I'm not calling. I do like the idea of taking all of the, all of the Oriole bloggers, podcasters, yeah. and that we assign them roles as if we were managing the team. I'm calling up Derek Arnold because he just seems really smart. Right. I'm not calling up that guy who like – who turned in his fan card? What was that guy who turned in his fan card? Uh, Dan, Dan uh, Sibereski. Yeah, yeah, for ESPN. Yeah. I, he's not. He's not on board. He can, he's he off can board. be an usher. He's off. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll give him an usher job. But no, I'm calling. I'm calling all these guys on board. Um, and then um, we're going international free agents, but whatever. But for 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 this team, the first thing I'm doing, I'm sitting down with John the Scope. And I'm building the offense around John the Scope. I'm signing John yes, the Scope for a long-term Jonathan deal. Scope long-term. And sure. I, I'd be honest, guys. I don't even think John the Scope is that great. Like, if you want to build a, a franchise around a player, John the Scope, I don't know, is like number 60 on my list Like in the major leagues. He's not like a top 10 guy you want to build around. You want to consider him like a Robinson Cano type second no, baseman? I would say a tier below that. Okay. A tier below that. But 
but because of that, he's somewhat affordable. He's not going to be a two hundred million dollar guy, right? And 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 he's in a really position of of need in our infield, and right. and, and he's he can be he has the potential to be an all star every year or most years. So okay, fine, I'll take him. Um, and then I just love this guy. I've loved him since we drafted him. And I think one year he's going to put it all together. No, stop bringing up Brian, Brian Mattis. It's <laughs> way too late to bring him back. <laughs> I'm bringing back Brian Mattis. He's going to be my ace. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting down with, with Dylan Bundy and we're going to get, we're going to make sure he's going to stay in oil for a long time. Uh-huh. So I got him rocking my rotation, Dylan Bundy. I got scope rocking my infield. Everyone else. I don't care about all that much. I'd be mm-hmm. tempted to stick to Trey Mancini because he's cheap for like another five more years. Have you seen Trey Mancini play 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 this year? And not only that, like Trey Mancini is the kind of guy. Right. So you're willing to trade on a on a down year for him? No, no. But I'm I'll, I'll keep him. But he's not a guy that I'm looking to build a team around. No, there's no extension yet. Trey Mancini is like he is. I'm sorry to say this, Josh. I feel like because we like Boom Boom a lot. He's been on the show. Mm-hmm. He's really cool. He's a cool guy, and he's he and he's like a, a baseball player. You know, he'll dive around there. He'll run around. He's a baseball player. He's the one that has shown frustration, yeah. emotion, yeah. not with how terrible they are this right. year. He yeah. gets it. They say he cares. He, right. They say he's hurt. But he is, even healthy, he's like the most replaceable guy of all time. He's a subpar outfielder who plays first base and hits for decent average, decent power. Right. Like, there's a million of those guys. I'm yeah. sorry. But there's a lot of those sure. guys. So you're not going to build your team around We've them. got five of them. Yeah, where Scope has a little bit more of a, a, a unique uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. And so I'm starting with that. And so with that said, like I think I can still compete even next year. It doesn't mean I have to trade everybody away, but I'm building my team around those guys. Right. So Kevin Gossman, again, yeah, I'm phone. not in, in a position where I need to trade him because he's still here for a couple more years. But the phone lines are open. Give me a good offer. See his potential. Hope he gets hot. And Kevin Gossman is tradable because I feel like if these young arms who were able to to replace them. And I would say I'm trading everyone else too, but there's not people talk about blowing up a team. Like there's so many guys you can't trade. No one wants Chris Davis. No one wants Mark Trumbo. No one wants Danny Valencia. No one wants Craig Gentry. No one wants Pedro Alvarez. Like so many guys on the roster, no nobody wants. No. But I'm starting with, of course, and you know the other guy I really like who I'd like to keep. I, and I know this is irrational. Givens. No, I would trade Givens. I want to keep Zach Britton. I just I, I think Zach Britton. I, 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 I I'm not sure if we can afford him, but I want to. And I know he's getting a little bit older, and so he's not the kind of guy you don't build around a closer. You, I feel and, like and, right. And you've got I just you've like got, him so much. You've got Tanner Scott coming in who looks like he can fit that role. And I know. I say he looks replaceable, but here, but he was so dominant a few years ago. Yeah. And he's the guy that we drafted was a starter. Failed starter, bull in the bullpen, and we like rebirthed him. He like emerged from the ashes and this like amazing closer. And I just love Zach Britton for that. So I want to, I, I want to, but, but what do you guys think? Like everyone else is tradable. I'm building my team around John the Scope and Dylan Bundy, trying to get them to long term yeah. deals, Tra- trade everybody else, I or, agree. or like put them on sale and see what's available. And I think we can compete again in a couple years. I, I don't think, I don't think we need to go 10 years. Who's no. going to be the manager? Ooh. I see that's people the problem. Are, people are starting to sour on Buck Showalter. They well, really are. Well, you know what it is. It, it, they haven't been good since uh, he didn't put in Zach Britton in the wild card game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the the problem with with Buck is he loves his guys, and when they're winning and he loves his guys, it's cute, it's fun. When his guys suck and he won't admit that they suck and he won't and he tries to defend Gentry for trying to steal third. Yeah, give me a break. That's when you lose me, Buck. Yeah. 
Yeah. I can't understand why Chris Davis is batting fourth. Why? Right, exactly. Why Craig Gentry still has a job. When you when you love your guys too much, I, I, I kind of want to have the awkward Buck Showalter, what's the globe? Buck Show, Show Glober? Is that the snow globe of Buck Showalter? <laughs> I want to kind of have that awkward night without Buck Showalter. But, like, but I always go back to a year ago, two years ago, certainly. I thought, without a doubt, Buck Showalter got us there. He was one of the best, if not the yeah, best, managing manager in games. He should have been manager of the year. Yeah. How do you go from, from being the manager of the year two years ago to now you suck at your job? Yeah. I don't know. How does that work? Try, with, with virtually the same team. Right? Yes. You yes. Try, I don't right. know. It's, it's bad luck, and then you trust your guys too much. And, you know, the, the, the silliness is fun when you're winning. When you're losing, it's irritating. <laughs> and and we've all been parts of teams, whether it's workplace or whatever, where the guy who's goofing off is a lot of fun when things are going well. Right. But then when they're not, the guy's annoying. With all that said, though, if another manager is managing this team right now, are we any are we any better? If another if it was not Buck Showalter, Buck Showalter, we're not any better. If it was not Buck Showalter with these five years of proof or whatever, the other manager's fired. Oh yeah, this is yeah. Well, this is a Dave Tremblay type year. Like the guy's gone. <laughs> right. Forget about Dave Tremblay wasn't this bad. Yeah. It's kind of amazing so that I, everyone saw their job at this right. point. Actually, it is. It, it's amazing that they've had no fall guy. Yeah. Uh, but again. I like Dan. I like Buck. I'd be fine with them back next year. I just want extensions. I want to know now, in July, by July, when we're making these moves, who's who's around for See, next year. And this is where we've always disagreed. And I know I'm like the only person who says this. Why, when you when you have a player, a baseball player, you often wait till the end of the contract to evaluate his performance. This is a huge year for the Orioles, right? Like with Manny Machado, Adam Jones, Zach Britton, Brad Brock. Like, do you right. trade them? And what do you get back from this this July trade deadline? It's ironic, right? In in a season that means nothing, it kind of means everything. Yeah. Because this July deadline is going to determine our franchise for the next ten years, possibly. Yeah. So, sure. with that said, I kind of want to see. I trust Dan Duquette to do it because he's done it before. He's made trades before. I trust him to make trades. I don't trust Brady Anderson to make trades. I don't. I trust him to go out and, and, and woo Andrew Kashner, fine. But I don't trust him to, to, to make trades. And why wouldn't you say, okay, Dan Duquette, you do your best. Make these trades, and then we'll evaluate you based on how good we think you did with these trades. And if we feel you did an effective job with these trades, we'll keep you on for a few more years. If we feel that you did not do well in this crucial time, we'll, we'll move on from you. But to move on from him now and to just all of a sudden – let now Brady Anderson have to have all this control to make these trades or someone else because seems a little bit foolish to me. But right, I know I did. I know and that, most people are, are are on your side, Josh. Well, and I I think well I think I wanted them to to make the decision in the off season. Um, I think I come at it from a, a viewpoint that I think they need to extend them. I get the viewpoint of if they're firing these guys, then why do you want a a Middleman, temporary guy picking. Right. I also, but I also don't and, think that you want the guy who you're firing to pick either. That's fine, but, but it's because at the same time, it's a really bad look to just all of a sudden announce right now that they both get extensions when they're having the worst year yeah. in franchise history. It, hey, you get extensions. Yeah. Like that doesn't look good either. So like, I feel like there's no good way to handle this right now. Right. It just sucks. Um, I know you don't like breaking live news on the show, but the Orioles are on the clock right now. Oh, wow. So uh, do you guys have 
have any ideas of any names of anybody of anybody that they could possibly be picking. Uh, any chance they can get Travis Swaggerty? There, that's a cool he was name. Just picked by the Pittsburgh Pirates. There, then, then never mind. That's the only guy I know. <laughs> there was a guy named Weather, I yeah. believe. Let's let's make this a little interesting, yeah. just so we can have some rooting interest individually in this. Yeah. Where they got uh, three and a half minutes now before the pick comes in. Yeah. All right. Let's take whatever this kid's first name is. If it begins with the letters A through I, I'm the winner. You're really thinking this out. If it begins with the letters J through R. Josh is the winner, and if it's S through Z, Matt, you're the winner. Can we at least? So we at least have interest in whoever this kid's first wait, name but, is. But we don't even wait. But we don't even know. Can, can we at least pick like a position? Sure. All right, and then you take outfield. I'll take no, infield, no. and this, he takes no, pitcher. Want, There's this high school third baseman who I like a lot. I want third base. All right, you want infield? You get it all infield. I just need third base. And then if it's I'll an take, infielder, yeah. If it's an infielder with the name first name beginning S through Z, you're a double winner. I want Matthew. Two points. I want. <laughs> I want Matthew Libitor. That's who I want. Oh, that's a college pitcher. That's good because that I falls want the in your thing. Pitcher, yeah. All right, so Matthew you can take Libitor. pitchers too. I'll you take see, outfielders. I, I know some of these names, guys. I, I I've been reading up on them. Yeah, you just pulled up a top ten list. Is that what that is? No, this is who has been taken already. Oh, okay. All right. Matthew Libitor, Brady Singer, Shane Macklin, and Cole Wynn are still in the top ten Cole, pitch, pitchers. In Cole the top Wynn 10 is a that high school guy available. that's been linked to the Orioles. Who's the third baseman? The top infielder. Uh, I have schooler. no idea. This is a guy I like. Don't know the some guy place. who goes to Eastern. Nick something, I think. Eastern High School. Nick Markakis making it up. What, uh, Nick, Nick Markakis is getting all kinds of love on Twitter this because uh, the All Star voting. Because we have nobody else to vote right. for. Uh, Orioles Twitter sphere is trying to get us all to vote for Nick. Oh, that, that's a good question. Which, now I'll, that All Star voting's on, I guess it's Manny Machado. You vote for what happens if Manny Machado gets traded before the All Star game? There's no Orioles represented. No, no, no. But like, <laughs> if he gets traded to the National League, does he play on the National League All Star game? Probably. What if he gets traded during the the All Star game? That's um unprecedented. <laughs> Never before happened. Right. Can he have right? What if he does the home run derby in the American League and then he's traded and plays on the National League? I don't know. I do you really think it will be traded before the trade deadline? I don't think so, unless some other team has another injury. Of uh, dramatic was, extent, like uh, the uh, Dodgers did, which I'm surprised they didn't pull the trigger right then when what's his name went down. Yeah, and I think it, and it's got to be because the Orioles are being stubborn. Kyle Seager? The Orioles got to be getting stubborn with what they want for Manny Machado. Well, they've always been stubborn, right? Right, and well, they're running out of continue. time to be stubborn. I'm intrigued by the Zach Britton move. Would you trade Zach Britton before he comes off the DL? No. Like, like before he, before he has before, a chance to come in and blow a save. Exactly before he has a chance to come back and suck. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, or do you think him pitching only increases? Definitely his value? a risk. Though, though they they have said like there's a ton of scouts at his even his his minor league games. Sure, um, and he's pitched really well so far. I think that's I mean going to be a really interesting story to see how well he pitches out of the gate because there's a lot of teams, Nationals, Indians, who would love, 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 love to have Zach Britton, and so I think he could. I think that could be a big. Uh, who do you think's the first Oriole that's going to be traded? And how many we we should have we should have made this into a game? Who's the first Oriole to be traded, and how many players will the Orioles trade this season? Well, yeah, I, but then we'll be here like for months. Yeah, <laughs> no, I meant just like we should have made our predictions. Like ne- next week, we should make some predictions, and then we'll we'll wait over the shows, and you'll get points if any of your predictions come true or false. What are the odds that anybody I, gets traded while I'm in Europe? I don't know. At the end of June, I, I'll say this though. Though I was thinking about the Manny Machado trade, 
And I think the Orioles have to have another question to answer with Manny Machado. Do we want to trade? Like this is a high score college debate. Do we want to trade for a bunch of low prospects or like single A prospects with high upsides, mm-hmm. or do we want to trade for like the Russell for the um, the, the the Cubs, a guy who's uh, Addison Russell, a guy who's kind of ready now, mm-hmm. who's been in the majors but has more years under under his his deal, and and a lot of people are saying. Just give me the most back. Give me the most talent because we're, we're years away. But if I would come back at them and say, if we're trading Manny Machado, I want to make sure 100% I hit with at least one of these guys. You got to because or you're going to hear about it for 20 years. Yeah. And so if you get an Aston Russell for Manny Machado as part of a deal or whatever, that's Aston Russell, even if he just stays like he is right now, he's still a, a decent, a good, above average May, 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 major leaguer. Whereas if you get one of these low prospects, and by low prospects I mean a high prospect, but that's in like low A, a nineteen or twenty year old, there's more chance that something could go wrong. Injuries, or he just turns out to suck. Right? He goes all co- Cody Sedlock on you. And so, um, I would with Manny Machado, they're gonna have to make a decision, and I would like to sacrifice a little bit of the upside to have someone I know that can at least be one piece for the next four or five years. On the Orioles. Yeah. Right. And by the way, the guy I want the Orioles to draft right now, I just looked up his name, Nolan Gorman, third baseman. Nolan Gorman? Yeah, that's my guy. Third baseman, so that you would get a point for being an infielder, and Josh <laughs> would get a point because his name begins yeah. with an N. Do I get any points because he's a high schooler? No. High no, school versus that, college? Is that, that part that's, of it? That's a negative. Is high school versus college part of it? Oh. That means we If may. there was a third option, if if they would have uh, an international guy, but that can't happen. In no, that MLB. can't happen. Not in, for the Orioles. So it's and not for the Orioles either. All right, if it's a that. middle schooler, I'll take if it's a middle schooler. <laughs> or like that. All, right. Or no, no. Remember there, we we signed that junior Australian college. junior college. There junior you go. college. Oh, okay. Yeah, you get the JC. Yeah. All right. So what do you want? High school. I got high school. You I got, got my man. Real college. I'll take junior said, college. I want that college pitcher from Arizona. All right. Hey, can we shift gears a little bit? Okay, but the pick is in. We're just waiting for the commercial break. Breaking news: Section three three six exclusive. We'll give it to you first. Hey, there's uh, Greg Olson on MLB Network. That is. Him and the our wild boy, thing. Him and our boy Trip Norton are the representatives for the Orioles. All right. Well, we'll wait for that. Can I tease what I want to talk about next? Sure. There ta- there's talk in the NBA about doing challenges like, like they do in football uh-huh. where you can throw the flag. Right. And I, I, okay. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I, they I, also do challenges in yeah. baseball, just and, so you know. And I want to get into it because I think I – think, uh, Baseball sports are into something, and I think the challenge is Base- baseball sports. That I think I think the sports are into something with the whole challenge thing that the rest of us in our everyday life could benefit from. Okay, mm-hmm. I want some life cha- challenges like- here, uh, which I want to get into and just teasing that after after the Orioles. Well, we're here. gonna get a little bit of that fun with the, now that with the sports gambling and get some live action baseball gambling as the game goes on, kind of like throwing a challenge. Bert, do you, do you want to get the um, commissioner's voice? You want to announce this pick? Uh, if I could read his lips with with the oh picture, that's Josh. High school, that's Matt. Okay, I got the high school. What's the first name? Rodriguez. No first name. Grayson. Oh, that's me. So we each won. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Section three three six. Everyone's a winner. I'm don't, not a, don't know if that audio came over on the podcast, but uh, they sound great. Grayson Rodriguez, a right-handed pitcher from Texas. At least it wasn't Grayson Allen. Central and Heights High School. Interesting that they went with the a high school pitcher when there was a college pitcher available. 
Yeah. He's throwing he in high school he's throwing ninety two to ninety seven. Wow. There's got you've got to be thinking that you can get that up to ninety five to a hundred. Yeah. In in the pros. Big guy, six foot five. Yeah. So all right, we'll see him in ten years. Maybe. Now what's what's the turnaround? Five years? To get a high school pitcher up? Hunter Harvey was drafted in Oh, we got to get Tommy John out of the way. What year will this guy get yeah, Tommy dep- John? Yeah, it depends the injury. Ideally, ideally, we're looking at four years. Everything goes perfectly. I mean, right. well, Dylan Bundy, he was the guy that came up just a couple years after being drafted. Right. But he, was, but he wasn't high school. Yeah, he was high was school. Was he high school? Yeah, because he, he came up when he was 19. So he had to have been high school. You're right. You're right. Um, and, but, but then, we, but then he went he away a, for about five years. Right, <laughs> Then right. he came back. No, it would be awesome to fast track him. But, uh, but again, right. but, but Dylan Bundy was a top pick. He wasn't the number 11 pick. Oh, was that, what was Dylan Bundy four? I, I want to say he was two, but I could. Look oh, that was up. he that high? The Orioles I, were that. I guess the Orioles were bad. Yeah, he was right before. He was, I think, 2011, right, right before Gossman. All right, look it up here. All right, well, either way, it's something to be excited about. Something to. Uh, oh, he was number four. He was just like Gosman. He was number four. Okay, yeah, and Greg Olson was number four as well. A lot of fours. Yeah. Next year, hopefully, with the fourth pick. Or the or the first. I'll be perfectly fine if we get the first pick. All right. Yeah, I'd take it at this point. Right, pick is all based on record the previous year, right? Record previous year. Yeah. There's no there's no NBA ping pong there's balls no lottery. and lottery. And yeah. Yeah. All right. Dag, this kid was born November 21st, 1999. I can remember where I was that day. Really? No. <laughs> I was probably on campus somewhere. 1999? Sophomore in college. That's Which, crazy. Right. That means next, next year is when we draft the... Uh, probably up the, to no the, good. The millennial kid, the kids born in the millennial. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Grayson Rodriguez. All right. Well, we'll see you in seven years. So anyway, this challenge flag thing. I was thinking about the day I was teaching, and I had a kid. We were doing class discussion in my classroom. I'm a teacher. And a kid started just, like, act like a monkey or something. Like, just, like, you know, the, ooh, I well, just, What like, do you mean by crazy. act like a monkey? Like, ooh, ah, ah, like, like a little kid. Oh, uh, like okay. Monkey. All right, all right. Yeah. Like, so, he was just, like, goofing off. So you're not going, like, Roseanne Barr. No. <laughs> no. This, no. No, this was not, not nothing like that at all. Okay. Um. And so, you know, I told the kid to – I took a point off for his, his discussion grade. Okay. And he got mad. And I was like, I wish we could, like, go back and play the tape and review this. And I often, like, when I teach, I think of myself as, as the referee, like, mm-hmm. okay, guys, out of line, I'm throwing the yellow flag. Okay. And I wish sometimes that they had, like, a red flag that they could challenge. And you were ahead of the game with this, Bert, because I remember back in the day, after football just did this, football just revealed the throwing the red flag. Uh-huh. And then we went to a baseball game together. Oh, yeah. And we were sitting in front of uh, Willis McGahee. Willis McGahee. Classic. A controversial call on the field, and you suggested to throw the red flag. Throw the challenge flag. Yeah. Yeah. That was before baseball had challenges. Willis, I mean, Willis McGahee laugh. Go back to episode three, Bert story time. (laughs) Yeah, and so I think this is a great idea in life, and I think this could solve a lot of problems if we just started to challenge these things. Mm -hmm. Right? I think we could get rid of – there's a lot of crime. Uh, Specifically, there's been some drama between – um, between the police and and the inner city. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine this sc- sc- scenario. Take away all the guns. The police pull someone over. They think someone's doing something illegal. They throw out the yellow flag. Right. Instead of pulling a gun out the other side, we just they pull out a red flag and say, excuse me, sir, I'm throwing out the red flag. Sure. All of a sudden, we, we, we go to tape, and we can figure this out without any guns or death involved. Well, you can do that now with the body cams a lot of them wearing. And do you not have a security cam in your classroom? No, but we need to get one. Yeah, I don't think you so. should. You should just get a ring cam installed in there. I can I, help you with that. All right. <laughs> help me with that. And then I give all the students 
two challenges per quarter. Uh-huh. In life, in the inner city, give all the inner city people maybe 10 red flags uh-huh. for their lifetime to use. Uh, to challenge any time they're pulled over or something, any time they get the yellow flag thrown at them, throw the red flag. I think this could solve so many problems. We'll just go to the tape, and we'll decide what's what. Yeah. Right? I, I, could I you like guys the, see the, like the, the challenge flag to be a benefit in your own lives? I like the, yeah. I like the <laughs> parenting, I'm sure. I like the 10 challenge flags in your lifetime. Yeah. So you've got to really worry about how am I going to use those flags. Yeah. That's like some John Harbaugh pressure about I don't want to lose it, use it too early because yeah. it might be something – Something really important might happen in my late in my life. And yeah, I need to use is it this then. just for a speed ticket, a speeding ticket, or is this like I'm accused of murder and I want to throw the red flag? Or yeah. you squandered all my challenges before right. I turned 20 yeah. years old, and then, and then you're that, just screwed. And what does that challenge flag actually do? Like, does it mean I can murder someone and then throw the challenge flag to get go? <laughs> no, back? it is just it, a, it goes a, to review, and then you still get whatever happens. You, but it goes to review, so you can all right, look so at it. So it's a review, so it's not yeah. a it's not a do over. No, it's not a do over. This isn't um. This is just purge. Someone, right, this is no, just you screwed up. Yeah, this is just to challenge it to take oh. a closer look. Well, I feel like we're going to get that soon with enough security cameras that are out there and everything. Yeah. That all uh, the citizens will have flags. Right. That's at some point you won't need a flag, <laughs> but you'll be able to just pull out your phone and say, "Let me see what oh, I just said." A virtual red flag. Yeah. Yes, the virtual red flag. Oh, uh, uh, and very similar. You have Josh over here just screenshotting all the tweets. So very similar. <laughs> Josh is screen- I, I, careful, guys. You I'm tweet something, Josh will screenshot it. Uh, and he'll pull it back out at any any point he wants. It's there. Um, that, so that that there there's talk about that in the NBA because some controversial calls. Mm-hmm. The other thing I want to get to is this: uh, Yankees won't play on Sunday night. So the Yankees were scheduled to play the um, Toronto Blue Jays, and it was a one o'clock game. This game, because of ESPN, they wanted Sunday night baseball on July eighth. So they want to move it to a uh, night game. July 9th, the next day, the Yankees play a doubleheader against the Orioles. So the Yankees are like, whoa, 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 hold up. We don't want to play a night game on Sunday. Then on Monday, flip around for a doubleheader. Sure. That doesn't seem fair. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But baseball, I mean, ESPN is saying, we, you know, we're at the ratings. We already moved it. Like, you're the game on July 8th. And I kind of feel like in order for it to be a fair game with the Orioles, the Yankees need to be on little sleep and worn out. Yeah, it's only <laughs> fair. And so, they, but the Yankees are kind of pulling out, pulling out uh, all the stops. They're, they're, they're saying that they won't um, allow ESPN into the locker rooms. They won't do any interviews. Like, they will boycott ESPN. They're being little babies. If they force them. I think they're being little strawberries. He's, uh, here's, here's a quote that the Yankees... One source said of the Yankees, one source, whatever that means. They'll, they'll get no cooperation. This is co- talking about the ESPN with the Yankees. They'll get no cooperations, no interviews, no features, nothing, zero. Okay. I mean, I kind of like... But the Yankees agreed to play the doubleheader. Like, you don't schedule doubleheaders without the Yankees' approval. Right, but well, I guess the other thing was, why didn't they put the doubleheader on, like, game two in Baltimore? Yeah, you know, like well, because originally it was supposed to be a one o'clock game, so it wouldn't have mattered, right? So when did this game get shifted? Yeah, recently, before or after? After. All right, I can see the Yankees being upset. I don't like to side with the Yankees, but I can understand that. Man, imagine what it would be like just to care when <laughs> right. your game got rescheduled for. Like, I, as an Orioles fan. I don't care. Just get the game over with. <laughs> but this is, they, they yeah. actually care about when they're playing. It says that with their game in Toronto, 
if the game ends, like no double, no extra innings or anything, they will arrive in their hotel in Baltimore at 5 a.m. Yeah, this wow. is this is good. So um, now, of course, there's... you ever heard of sleeping on a plane? Right. We've all we've all. That's the other thing is we've all had nights like that. Oh, where your first sleep class you up airplane? all night, or where you're. You're traveling overnight. We've all had those. You stayed days. up late working on a project for work, and then you got to go to work the next day. Right. Of course, yes. Been there, done that. Yes, and and, you, and they get paid millions of dollars, and they fly first class. Like suck it up, strawberries. And you're talking. <laughs> you got to play three baseball games in 24 hours. Against, oh no, against bad teams. Yeah, cry me a river. That's cry Yankees. me a river. Yankees, a bunch of strawberries. I, I think I'd let I'd let Dylan Bundy start that first game. See if he can finally get his no hitter under his belt. Yeah. Oh, while they're all sleeping. While everyone's sleeping at the plate. Yeah. Hey, real talk. Do you think uh, this new guy Grayson Rodriguez was secretly a little bummed out that the Orioles drafted him deep down inside, or should he be excited about that? Ah, uh, you're excited to be a major league player. You don't care what team it is at this point. <laughs> yeah, I saw. You it. always think, well, in five years the team will be good. Well, when, right when made. I'm coming up, I'll make a difference. And he, and he, um, MLB prospects had him as the as the like twenty second best guy in the draft. So it looks like he was drafted a little bit higher than maybe yeah. initially thought. So much for the best available, right? Yeah. Well, another interest. I never really understood this. This is complicated in baseball. But you have like the slot money, and so like some guys you can sign for under slot money. So like you can get a third round pick, but right. you pay him like the tenth round pick, and then you so get you more time stay. with them. Well, no. So so you have more money, more draft money. To spend on like the twelfth pick or what or the or the second round pick, um, so it's all about like because you only have a certain amount of dollars to spend on the draft, and so you can save money in like your first round pick and then overpay a guy in your second round pick. So it becomes a little complicated there. So sometimes people draft not the best player, but the guy that's kind of the best value, so you can save money later and overpay for a guy that right. other people don't want to pay for. Plus, being it's a so playing drafted number eleven, he's getting he's getting paid. He's getting some. He's getting a nice contract. Just yeah. for getting signed. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the, the old days, but it was when Dylan Bundy got the major league contract. Um, he's no guarantee of making the majors like Dylan Bundy kind of was. Uh, but, yeah, he's still – I think he'll be – I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be okay. I hope so. I mean, it doesn't – we'll find out. Yeah. he. But he could – like Adam Hall, high schooler shortstop we drafted in like the compensatory pick, and then you never hear about him – I haven't. I don't know where he is. He, that's the guy that <laughs> like, died in the car accident last year. Adam Hall. Yeah, I'm just messing with you. I have no idea. <laughs> well, no, he could have if we don't know where he, he is. He could have. Like, has anyone seen Adam Hall? MIA. He was our compensatory pick in the first round last year, and has anyone seen him? So, like, and because he's a high school guy, and so Hello. sometimes these high school players they take a couple years to get. All right, hold on, hold on. He's at the instructional league. He is. He's What's he doing there? Anybody. He's he at the instructional there. league. All right, but he's not playing any games, right? He's an instructional. But, but, but what does that mean, instructional league? He's not know. playing in games. How come no. he's not playing in games? Uh, I don't know. Like, um, sometimes that's what the, the, they have. That they they've got the instructional leagues. Plus, they've got the extended uh, spring training. Be like. Um, Willie Yan, our guy down, he's down at yeah. extended spring because Delmarva and you've got the short season single A's that haven't started yet. Like I don't think has Aberdeen kicked off yet. No, not yet. So you've got those guys down there. So yeah. you, you you might hear some from these guys come June when those uh, short seasons kick off. Yeah, I'm just saying it's just interesting, right? How some of these guys just kind of disappear. Yeah. Hey, I got a question. I just pulled up. Uh, Alex Murphy just had surgery yeah. again. I saw that. 
poor guy. He can't stay healthy. No, it, that's really frustrating. I pulled up Grayson Rodriguez's Twitter. The oh, one good. Pinned at the top, he's ex- Josh. Quick, do some screenshots because you probably delete all his tweets about anti Orioles. Well, he tweeted about he's signed uh, a commitment to, to the, uh, Texas. Yeah, A and M. this is awkward. And remember, but if they draft him as high school, he can't go to college, right? Oh, he can. He can turn no, down the Orioles right now, and go to college. He's got, and the Orioles had that. It's last on the year. Orioles to to sign him. The, Ori- right. the Orioles had that's it why last players year. that's all the leverage. Yeah. Right? Players have the leverage because of money. Uh, I don't remember who the guy. We had a guy. Did we have him on the show last year? Or we were, or I was having talks with him to get him on the show, and then he know. decided to go to the University of Maryland instead of sign with the Orioles. Uh, this is really awkward because he's uh, well, that's got happened. his picture taken with the Texas A and M. Well, there's him signing well, the that paper. Ryan Ripken, Ryan, didn't we, we we drafted Ryan Ripken, and then he and then he he went to college, right, right, and then and the Nationals tra- drafted him a couple right, years that's later. That's the and that's the awkward and thing, especially now. if you're drafting at number eleven. Like when you're drafting high up, you need to make sure. That guy plans on signing with you. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a tweet from last November. Excited to officially be an Aggie. Can't wait to put on the maroon and white. Right, last November. And today, I can't wait to put on the orange and black. I don't know. I, well, there, I mean, it also happens that, the, like, the Orioles drafted Russell Wilson. And then he said, no, never mind. I mean, they, they do that. Where you you can, and then he'll end up being a football player. That's... Uh, Seems like a shame for a well, first-round pick, though. That's what happened right. with Pat Con- Con- Connaughton. Yeah, and then he, he went and played in the NBA. And now he's still in the NBA, having pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Orioles still have rights to him, though, right? Isn't it something like that? <laughs> yeah, he can't, yeah, he, he can't play on if, another if team. If he plays baseball, it's got to be for us. All right, exactly. So, um, But, yeah, you would think, I would hope that as their number one pick or their first pick that the Orioles did their homework and this guy said he'll sign with Baltimore. Yeah. If not, it's it's a waste. Yeah. Well, we got till August fifteenth to sign this guy. So good luck to us. <laughs> Something else the, to look forward to. The our uh, the scout who drafted him is the same scout who drafted Tanner Scott and Donnie Hart. Okay. So the scout likes hard throwing left handers. I think that's he's a right hander. He's a righty. Yeah, yeah, he's a righty. He made a verbal commitment to Texas A and M. All right, there's a picture of him signing a piece of paper. But you don't know what the paper says. He has command of four above-average pitches and can shape two distinct breaking balls to attack the strike zone. Breaking news over here just by scrolling through Twitter. <laughs> Section 336 uh-huh. exclusive. Yeah, exactly. You can only get here when there's literally nothing else to talk about. Uh, have we talked about on the show how we uh, got mentioned in Baltimore Magazine for the second year in a row? Second, No, it was like two years ago. That was but two I, years ago? Yeah, but I got it right here. It is the June issue of Baltimore Magazine, the Newcomer's Guide. Ooh, welcome to Baltimore. And when you go in there, they've got, they're talking about like, they basically they're telling people like, if you're new to Baltimore, here's things you got to check out. And they list like events in the city to check out. They have uh, some of the best radio shows that you should check out. And then they've got this section called All Ears, your podcast primer. That's and where we come the, in. It's eight shows that are made in Baltimore that you should check out. And, of course, they all started with, well, Serial. Because, sure. you know, Serial put podcasts on the map and took place in Baltimore. But there's only one sports show on their list. And it is Section 336. hey Finally, a sports show that isn't all stats and yelling. Listening to the, these guys feels more like catching a game at the bar with your buddies than yeah. sitting through the second hour of first take. All right. So, again, Baltimore Magazine 
well, there's some coconuts over there. They're giving us some love for some they, reason we yeah. have no idea about. For some reason, every 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 couple of years they write about us and 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 their love of us. So we of course love Baltimore Magazine. Yeah, we'll take it. Absolutely, thank you. It's nice to be recognized. Can we look at the Orioles' run totals here? So far in 2018, let, let, well, let, I know you, you, you want to bring me down after that I mean, high point. I know that was like two weeks where we didn't score four runs. Let's, let's drive this home over the past <laughs> two weeks. I'm just let's just use a two week sample size for the heck of it. Okay, here are run scored totals: <clears throat> zero runs, mm. three runs, mm. two runs, mm. one run. Yeah. Then we had a game against the White Sox where we scored nine runs. Yeah, how did that happen? I don't know. Because then after that, two runs, one run, three runs. Zero runs, two runs, zero runs. Against the Nationals in that series, we scored a, a total of, of two runs the entire series. Wow. By the way, we never talked about this. What the heck? What is the deal with Jeremy Hellickson? What is, what is that? He's having a good year? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What was going on? It was like Jeremy Hellickson was like dominated against us. Mark Reynolds is hitting like 400, hitting a dong every time he steps up. It was just, oh my gosh, what's we can't score a run, yeah, and our pitching sucks. Jeremy Hulkson, meanwhile, has an ERA. This is his ERA this year. Um, oh man, now I can't find it. Two point two eight has a WHIP of point nine two. Two point two oh eight is Jimmy Jeremy Hulkson's ERA. The guy who was with us last year was a bum, right? And no one said we don't we don't want to resign this guy. All of a sudden, he's he's, he's gang busters with. Uh, the Nationals well, I, and Mark to... Reynolds is hitting dongs left and right, but four hundred—it's just unbelievable. For one, baseball is insane, and it sucks to be an Oriole fan. For one, it's <laughs> nice to be a major league baseball player and then go play in the National League, the minor league. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the minor American <laughs> so, leagues. How does that? Ex- I was going to say, how does that explain Jeremy Huxton shutting the Orioles down? But everyone uh, yeah, shuts the Orioles exactly. down. Yeah, so right. it's not that special. But with the Orioles last year. Hulkson's ERA was 6.97. This year with the Nationals, 2.28. That's insane. Why does this happen to us? <laughs> uh, it must not be good to pitch in Baltimore. Oh, man. Capitals are up one nothing in the first period. I just want to make sure. Breaking news. We, we kind of got grounded here at the end. To just, we have to accept it. Sure. Our team's no good. Oh, yeah. They're all, <laughs> worst team ever. I think we started the show that way. Yeah, and we should end that way, too. <laughs> because it's the reality situation. Remember when we started the season with predicting how many wins that, that upcoming week? Yeah, it's not a fun game anymore. Yeah. It's one yeah. or two. This week we play the Mets and the Blue Jays. Our, our group text spoke for itself. Yeah. Which reminds me, I'm going to New York tomorrow. So if anyone's going to the Mets games either Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm going. You're going both games? I haven't decided if I'm going Tuesday or Wednesday or both yet. You're I'm, going for work? Yeah, I'm going for work. Like kind of last minute, I got to go to New York. And it just happened to be, they said, oh, you got to go next week. And I said, and I looked at the schedule, and the, I'm in New York Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm taking Mandy with me. Nice. And the uh, the Orioles are there, too. So I said, hey, I'll mark, uh, what are they, what's it, City Field? Mm-hmm. I'll mark City Field off my list. So I'm going either Tuesday or Wednesday, if not both. Yeah, I would go at least one if I were in your shoes, but I, I couldn't justify going to two games if I'm in New York City. Right. There's so much other stuff to do. I know. I heard there's a few other things you can do in the New York only, City. The only thing. <laughs> The difference is that there's a night game and a day game. Yeah. So I, I like Check both. the weather forecast. The weather looks beautiful for both. Take a so, pick. Uh, it all depends how work goes and how I feel after. Because I do have to work on Tuesday, but Wednesday's an off day. So. By the way, I did just pull up. Uh, it was in the February 2016 issue of Baltimore Magazine where we had previously been recognized. Yeah, so you're right. A little more than two years ago. 
But still, that's hey, the Orioles. The Orioles have lost seven games in a row as of now. How many games in a row will they lose before they win another game? Are the Mets still bad? Ten. Yeah, the 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 Mets got off to a hot start, but they're falling fast. They're twenty-seven and thirty. They lost four in a row, so the Mets are going downhill fast too. Twenty-seven and thirty—that I would kill for that record. No. <laughs> they go off to a really hot start. Imagine just being uh, only three games under five hundred. I think they split with the Mets. I think they get one of those. Because yeah, it is not. You were so hopeful. It's National League. Yeah, and if, maybe we split. Who knows? Win a series here, win a series there, and we could be twenty games back. <laughs> right. <laughs> who's who's pitching? Uh, so Alex Cobb gets the bat. So we got that going for us. Uh, and then Dylan Bundy gets a bat on Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, there's no chance. We're going to lose both games. Come on. If, if we win every game between now and the All-Star break, we can get back in this. We every see, single game? Every <laughs> single game. We would still be below 500. Yes, we would. That is yeah. unprecedented. Yeah. Well, 1988. Let's do it again. That's true. Uh, I said it couldn't be done. Right. It means we get to jump on the why not bandwagon again next year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm already all on, all in 2019 Orioles. Me too. Just like Josh is all in on the Capitals, I'm waiting to see if the Capitals win another game, and then I'll start to rock the red. Yeah. Um, uh, see, I haven't. They gotta get a three-one lead. I haven't washed this shirt since the playoffs started. There you go. Okay. This and is also the, in here. This is also the first time I pulled it out of the drawer since the playoffs have started. <laughs> I haven't washed my underwear since Buck Showalter refused to put Zach Britton, Zach Britton in the <laughs> playoff game. Same pair of underwear. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. Check us out on Twitter at Section Three Six Show. Check me out on Twitter. As I'm actively tweeting day in and day out at section three three six, check Bert out on Twitter. Maybe he'll post one of his inappropriate pictures. Uh, if you call the Diamondbacks White Marsh Rec League T-ball baseball cards inappropriate, then yes, I will keep tweeting that stuff out at Bert Brody. And you can follow the button lover where he'll screenshot yeah. your tweets. Follow me, and I can send you a screenshot of your tweet in a couple years <laughs> uh, at Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always. I guess. Go O's? Yeah. Why not? Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.